Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Holy fuck. This is how I'm going to start all my podcasts from now on. Holy fuck. You guys, look, I just got back from St. Bart's. I'm not trying to be brag or anything, and I'm... I know that sounds like really pretentious, but let me just talk about some worst first right now. Speaking of worst firsts, worst first time traveling during fucking COVID-19. Woo! Was that a nightmare and a half? Okay, so here's the deal. People are probably like, Nelly, you should have stayed home because that's, that's your fault. You decide to go somewhere, that's fucking your problem. Okay, bitch? You're right. It is my problem because my stepson, so weird to say that, um, my Tommy's son Dylan has been living in St. Bart's for the last three months, and he hit us up and said, you know what, there's no COVID here in St. Bart's. There's zero cases. Not one person in St. Bart's has COVID-19. And we were sitting here in Calabasas, just watching the fucking numbers grow and grow and grow and grow. And we thought, you know what? Why don't we just try getting the fuck out of here for a minute and see what that's like? Well, you want to know what that's like? (sighs) It's a lot of fucking work is what it's like. We had to go to our doctor. Shout out to Dr. Afshine Emrani in uh, Tarzana. He is a great doctor. He also deals with me whenever I have... um, Problems where, because I think I'm dying all the time, it's an anxiety thing. Kind of think you're dying constantly. It's really fun. It's great. It's basically like I'm super vigilant and hyper aware of everything that's going on with my body and how I'm feeling. And anyone else that has anxiety probably relates to that. Is that, you know, if my arm is hurting, I'm like, oh, I'm having a heart attack. Or if my heart's beating weird, I'm like, oh, I'm having a heart attack. Or, you know, if my stomach hurts, it's cancer and so on and so forth. Basically, I'm a glorified hypochondriac. I'm a obsessed with death and dying so I'm constantly going to see Dr. Amrani and he's telling me to calm down and that I'm fine and he's running all my blood tests and everything like that so shout out to him 
He got us in. He did some tests for us because you have to get tested, obviously, before you go to St. Bart's because they don't want you bringing your fucking California COVID asses over there and just ruining the whole fucking European party for everybody. So me and Michaela and Tommy and his son and his girlfriend, his son's girlfriend, all went. We all got tested. And we headed to Florida. Okay. Head to Florida because you go from Florida to St. Bart's, and I know there's no uh, there's no commercial flights right now. They were just opening commercial flights. They might just be opening commercial flights right now, but we took a private flight, thank God, which is very nice, and we're lucky to do that. But um, we show up in Florida, and we were traveling with our two friends. Shout out to Rich Barner and Netta Barner. And they had to get COVID tested, okay? So first of all, before we fucking got to St. Bart's, we went out to dinner in Florida. Okay, we got our COVID test. We hadn't got the results yet. And we went out to dinner in Florida, and fucking nobody was wearing a mask. They didn't give a fuck, okay? Florida gives zero shits. And if you're from Florida and you're listening to this, put your fucking mask on, because I felt hella uncomfortable. Not only that, we went to dinner, and actually, we went to dinner at this restaurant that was fucking amazing, Katia, I believe it's called in Ocala, Ocala, Florida. Shout out to Ocala, Florida. We went to a uh, dinner there, which was an exquisite, but no one was wearing masks, and it uh, kind of freaked me out. The food was really good, though, so if I was like, well, if this is my last meal, so be it. Um, but yeah, y'all need to get some fucking masks on, because that was very stressful. Then our friends had got tested like five days before we left. And you can't enter St. Bart's or St. Martin because you have to fly into St. Martin and then you fly to St. Bart's. And you can't enter any either of those places without a test, right? Or, or saying you're negative because they're not going to let that spread in their countries. So our friends had got tested like five days before and they still hadn't gotten their results. And so the day, the next morning comes and we're all ready to go. And we have all, our, all, all of our results. And our friends are like, fuck, we don't have our results yet. And I'm like, fuck, what if you guys have COVID? And what if we have COVID? But then we found out we didn't, which was good. Because I, you know what the thing that sucks about COVID is? Is that every little fucking sniffle or sneeze or like if I have a fucking scratchy throat, I'm like, oh, that's it. It's, a, it's the beginning of the end. Fucking COVID-19. Just put it on my tombstone. Like I'm so fucking terrified from this shit. I already have health anxiety where I think I'm dying all the time. That's a very real thing. And I have death anxiety where I'm scared of dying. So now I have like COVID anxiety and I'm just a fucking mess. Okay, guys. Um, but I took my CBD with ashwagandha root in it. Uh, shout out to Terravita. That was dope. And uh, that helped calm me the fuck down because I was freaking out. And actually, I will say this is the first trip that I've ever gone on where I didn't have a panic attack. So just go ahead and. Oh, not that one. All right. Yeah, I know. First trip where I didn't have a fucking anxiety meltdown. I get really weird. I, I, I start to freak out and I'm like, where am I? I, I? You know, I don't know if anyone else does this, but like when you travel and you first sleep in a hotel room, you the first time you wake up, you're like, where am I? And you're just like, what the fuck? And it just takes you like like 30 minutes will me that long to kind of process that I traveled somewhere and that I'm in a new place and not my bedroom and that's okay and it's safe and we're all going to be fine. But it takes my body a minute and we kind of go into shock a little bit and freak out. So, um, yeah, so we were staying at their house and I had like night sweats and I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh, I have COVID, whatever, found out the next day. I didn't, thank God. 
Um, then I thought I had a UTI, so that was really fun, but it's just anxiety. <laughs> um, so yeah, so anyway, so they didn't get their test in time. So we ended up flying without them to St. Martin and they were going to meet us there. Then we get to St. Martin and St. Martin decided they were on strike and their airport wasn't even supposed to be open. So we're landing and these guys come running out and they're like, no, no, no. Like, what the fuck are you doing here? Okay, that's like the worst accent. I don't even know where I'm from, but they had an accent. So I'm just not even going to do one. They were like, where the fuck? What the fuck are you doing? I don't know why I'm still doing. I'm still doing it. They're like, what the fuck are you doing here? And I was like, whoa, bro, we're just trying to take a we're just trying to take a boat. We're just picking up a boat and heading to St. Bart's, which is 45 minutes away. But you have to land in St. Martin with our size plane because St. St. Bart's runway is literally like four inches long and goes into the ocean. So you have to either take a prop plane to get there, which is super scary and dangerous. You just Google St. Bart's airport. If you want to see some scary fucking videos of a plane, barely making it every day. And it's really scary. So we just landed in St. Martin anyway. So we had to wait for like three hours in St. Martin in the fucking hundred degree heat. We couldn't leave the air on the plane on cause it was just boil. It would just ruin the gas. We're literally sitting there in hundred degree heat with all our bags and all our shit. And they're standing there going like, uh, our airport, we're on strike. Like we're not even trying to like let you in right now. And we were like, yeah, but we got our COVID test. And they're like, yeah, but what if you have COVID still? And we were like, we don't. And then we had masks on, they had masks on and we were all just kind of staring at each other and we couldn't really read each other's facial expressions because we had masks on and then finally I think there was like some money exchange of something of some sort because listen let's be honest money talks and bullshit walks you can always fucking throw somebody some money and be like hey listen we're just trying to get to St. Bart's we don't have COVID please let us go we are not trying to hang out in St. Martin we're not going to give you any diseases after three hours of freaking talking all through that shit we finally get in the boat and we head to St. Bart's And then we get to St. Bart's and we get off our boat and we head to our villa and it's all the way up a hill. And I was really pissed at first because I wanted to be in a villa on the beach because I'm a little spoiled bitch. But the villa was beautiful. And man, did we have the best time ever. Like, honestly, I had so much anxiety and I was so scared because nobody in St. Bart's is wearing masks. Like nobody is being really protective because no one there has it. There's not one case, but there is a really tiny hospital on the island. So like if something did happen and someone did sneak in, they would all be fucked. But honestly, like I had a really great time and I know I was like posting pictures and everyone was like, lead by example, put your fucking mask on. I was like, well, I'm in a place without it and I don't have it. So I'm okay. Um, And our friends from Florida eventually did make it. But fuck, let me tell you about the anxiety, bro. Like just the anxiety of traveling, I can't even imagine if I had to go on a commercial flight, I think I would have worn a whole hazmat suit because it's fucking scary. I still wiped everything down, even though it was private. I was like scared and I'm just freaked out. I'm freaked out by, you know, I don't know how people get it. And then some people get it worse than other people. And I've had friends that have had it, which is so funny because people are like, oh, I don't know anybody who's had it. Well, I know someone who's had it. And they were at a birthday party in the beginning of all this and someone had come from China and it was their birthday party and they gave like 12 people at the birthday party COVID and my friend that got it was a guy and he got really sick he said like one night he really didn't think he was going to make it but he stayed home and he fought it out and he had shivers and chills and he lost the whole sense of taste and smell for like a month but then two of the other girls that were in that party that also got it the only symptoms they had were like sniffles for a few days and a fever like for a running fever for like a week 
and they didn't get that sick. So it's like, it's kind of just freaks me out. I don't know what it is and, you know, who's going to be affected by it. And it's just a really scary time, especially someone who's anxious and a paranoid hypochondriac as myself, where you think you're dying all the time. It just was really scary. But I'm glad that I went and I had a great time in St. Bart's and I'm really tan right now. Hopefully you guys can tell. Um, so that was really fun. I literally just got home today and I'm doing this podcast because I didn't I don't have a podcast recorded for next week. And obviously I can't have a guest. I've been ha- I was having guests, you know, guys, I was really risking my life for you. But then I decided mm, kind of dangerous to be having guests, especially because the covid numbers in L.A. keep going up, 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 up. And California is about to be number one for covid. And it's really fucking scary. And I'm not trying to attribute to that. And I'm talking in a really high voice because it's really fucking scary. Um, yeah, so I, I'm going to have guests again, but for now I'm just going to probably get stories from you guys. So I just wanted to tell you like my worst first COVID travel story. I mean, it's kind of just, I guess it wasn't that bad, but the whole experience of like having to go to the doctor, like you have to, you had to go to the doctor the day before you left, because if you went two days before you left, then your test wasn't in it was, it would like expire. Like you had to have it within three days, but when you, when you got to the place and then if you didn't, then you weren't allowed in. And it was just like, ah, and if we had stayed for more than seven days, we would have had to get tested again there. And actually our friends got tested before they left and they ended up coming the next day. And then the test that they got, they said weren't valid. And so they had to get tested again in St. Bart's and ah, just a nightmare. Anyway, so that's what's li- what life is like right now. Um, but I will say it was really beautiful. And St. Bart's is a beautiful place. If you ever get to go, it's about three hours outside of Florida. So if you're in Florida and you don't want to get COVID, if you don't have it, why don't you get tested and go rent a little villa in St. Bart's and just get out of the fucking country for a minute and go to a place where you don't have to wear masks and it's beautiful weather. And this is actually their off season right now, even though it's fucking stunning still there. And the beach is beautiful and Actually, I love it because there's, like, nobody there because, like, who would dare to vacation? Like, what kind of psychopaths would go on vacation during COVID? Yeah, that's me. I'm looking into the camera. Um, But, yeah, it was really nice. I had a really good time. There's a lot. My favorite thing about the trip was that there's wild turtles fucking everywhere. It's, like, it should just be called fucking Turtle Island. It shouldn't even be called. What does St. Bart's mean? St. Bartholomew. Okay, who knows what he did? Is he the saint of turtles? Because there was a lot of fucking turtles there. Everywhere you looked, there was a fucking turtle. They were crossing the street. People would have to stop, get out of their car, move them. Like, and let me tell you something about these turtles. They take big shits. Like, massive turtle shits. Like, almost as big as my shit, which is terrifying. I mean, and they were not even that big. Like, they were probably about, mm, I'd say about 10 inches long. Some of them in, like, you know, 12 inches wide. So, like, decently sized. But their shits were, like, fucking people shits. I mean, they really, they got some good fiber going on. Because, fucking I was like damn who's shit outside my door like is there like a homeless person like walking around here but it was not it's fucking turtle shit kind of crazy and then there's lizards and there's cats which mm, I'm okay with cats I fed a cat there but not really that many dogs running around I was kind of bummed about that and then I missed my dogs the whole time and I was so depressed and I was like oh I wish I had my dog fucking dog makes everything better I wouldn't even have to have come back if I had my dog because the dogs just make me heal. I don't know. I don't have anxiety when I have my dog. And I tried to get a, I have like a service thing from my psychiatrist being like, this bitch is crazy. Like let her have her dog. Um, which is true. And I do not have panic attacks when I have my dog and I can hold my dog when I travel. But it's like, if I don't have like diabetes or like, if I'm not blind, they don't really qualify as service. It's more like emotional support. But like, 
I have mental problems, so I don't get how that's not physical and service. <laughs> Fuck, I don't fucking get it anyway. I think if you really need your dog, like need it, and you're a fucking psycho like me, you should be able to bring your dog. I get that there's like some women that are just like, oh my God, this is my dog and his outfit matches my outfit and that's why he has to come with me. It's like, no, that you don't need. Like you can go do coke and hang out with your friend fucking Tinto and you guys can go fucking hang out and party. Like me, like I'm, I don't do drugs and I'm constantly in withdrawal of my animal and my animal calms me down and like you just have your animal because you think it's cute and it matches your outfit. I actually physically need it. And I guess that's, like, why it's hard unless you're blind or, you know, have diabetes. They don't let you because then there's just so many people that abuse it and say, like, oh, no, I need it emotionally. But they don't really. They just, like, want their dog. I, I get it. Well, but I think if you want to fucking bring your dog, you should be able to bring your fucking dog as long as it gets all its shots. You know, it's not walking around fucking <sighs> foaming at the mouth. Fucking what's the name of that dog, that movie? Stephen King, Django. What was that? The dog that had, I don't know, it was fucking psycho. Anyway. Anyway, so this is what, like, whole nightmare is that traveling to get there listen if you can get a covid test and you live in florida and you want to go and get away from the fucking coronavirus go to st bart's honestly i can't i mean there's some villas there i'm sure that you can rent for cheap and the island is really small so it doesn't really matter where you are you can go and you can enjoy yourself and i had a great time and i went to so many cool restaurants and it was really fun and i'm back and uh here's the really depressing thing my dog nina dewina hence she isn't here right now she stayed with uh, my friend Julie, who she always stays with, and she fell in love with Julie, like, fully this time. And I was only gone for seven days, but Julie brought her back today, and Nina did not want to come into the house. She just sat next to Julie. So that was really fucking heartbreaking on top of everything. I was like, Nina! And she just fucking sat next to Julie, like, who is this fucking bitch? And I was like, wow, I, I missed this whore the whole time, and that's how I get treated. It's heartbreaking. And then she came in and had diarrhea on the rug. So, yeah, that's uh, what we're dealing with right now. I just kind of want to fill you guys in, and sorry that took 15 minutes, but I just want to say worst first time traveling during COVID. And I know this episode's supposed to be about worst first ghost stories, um, the ghost of my... Anxiety is sitting here with us right now, and it's all very real. All right, let's get to your ghost stories, shall we? <sighs> ghost stories. I like ghost stories. You know what was really crazy, too? Um, when I traveled, the airport. Um, the airport. What the fuck am I talking about? I think I'm, like, losing my mind. I, I already lost it a long time ago. Um, the graveyard in St. Barts is stunning. Like, really beautiful graves. I mean, not trying to be there right now, but... You know, um, okay. This ghost story comes from Peyton X Lesser on Instagram. Her ghost story, or her, yes, her ghost story. She says, okay, so I grew up with other kids my age who were my neighbors, and we've all been best friends and hung out every day. One of our neighbors moved to New Zealand, and their house was vacant as they couldn't find anyone to rent it. When I was about eight, and my friend was six, and some other neighbor friends couple of years older broke into their house by crawling through the doggy door and unlocking the house when we were done snooping we were all in the back room hanging out and we heard someone walking through the house clearly coming to where we were so we all bolted out the door that we all so we all bolted out the door that was in the room that same house in that same year we're playing outside and it was very cloudy no sunshine nowhere 
no shadows to be casted by the sun. We just happen to be looking at the vacant house, and in one of the bedroom windows, we see someone's shadow stand up with a sheet. They are spreading out their arms and then swoop down. There was no light in the room, nothing. To this day, we still talk about the break-in job that we did and the shadow we saw. We were little kids, and man, it was wild. Unless someone was squatting in that house, and somehow we lucked out on not being murdered, that place was definitely haunted. I've had that happen before where I've walked past houses in my neighborhood that were abandoned. I had neighbors that, this is really fucked up actually. My across the street neighbors were really poor and they bought the house and they couldn't afford it. And so they actually just up and left and stopped paying their mortgage. And we noticed like the grass started growing really tall and the house started getting kind of dilapidated. They left their fucking dog in the house, which is so fucked up to this day. It really bothers me. They let they had a German shepherd, and they left him in there, and he was so hungry and thirsty. He was eating the fucking carpet, and he lived. He didn't die. They found him, like, a week later, and he had eaten all the carpet in the house. It was so fucking sad. Anyway, but we used to see shit in the windows of that house all the time. It was really weird. Like, we thought people were still living there because we'd look in the windows, and we'd see, like, someone walk by or something, but fuck. Weird, right? Okay, so (laughs) then some people leave me the shortest stories. Like, for instance, this is from Spazzy McGee, and it's literally one sentence. And he says, I was in my room when, boom, I heard my desk fall over, and then I saw it, a clear thing with black eyes. Yeah, okay. Someone just sent me a Dropbox to their song. Okay, I don't know what that is. Oh, ooh, here we go. I don't know if this is a, nope, that's a worse first. Oh, here we go. Okay, here's a ghost story. Ooh, this is kind of a long one. Okay, this is from Rianne K-Y-Y-C. There was always scary shit going on in the house that I grew up in, but one that always stands out was when I was living with a roommate in the basement suite in Vancouver. The family upstairs was super loud and the mom yelled at the kids all the time. My theory of this was because the house was haunted by her deceased husband. House was totally fucked. Anyway, one night while I was sleeping, I kept having really bad dreams. There was this demon wolf looking in one demon wolf looking thing in one dream that had long claw like hands now i'm sleeping i'm back now i'm back sleeping in my dream and i was running from this thing and i fell down it grabbed me by my wrist flipped me over to my stomach super fucking hard i woke up still in bed on my stomach and my wrist was burning in pain and the picture frames on the shelf just above my bed were rattling i opened my eyes and my first thought I saw my roommate's cat chilling on a pile of magazines by my bed, but it was actually the demon from my dream, and it growled and snarled at me. I screamed so damn loud, I woke up my roommate down the hall. Before she came running into my room to see what was wrong, the thing ran across my bed and went out the window. I was sore for days from being flipped over, and my wrist ached. What the actual fuck? That is fucking really scary. She said, should I also add that the same demon figure showed up in my life again about two years later. After that, I was living with my aunt in an old home built in 1908, if I remember correctly. Not to say that it was the only freaky ass thing that happened to me in that house, though. One time, 
during the day, my aunt and I were sitting downstairs watching TV when there was a sound of loud glass shattering from upstairs, followed by a loud bang. Her two cats shot up from the couch super fast and ran upstairs. We, of course, like two morons, followed them upstairs. We went into the room that was currently being painted to see the five-step folding ladder collapsed on the ground and one of the windows had been smashed. There was no evidence of anything being thrown from outside or the window being broken from the inside. That night, the demon thing showed up again. I I hated that house more than the basement suite. Whoa. That actually reminds me, and I know I've told this on the ghost stories before, that I went and stayed at the... um, Fuck, what's the name of that hotel again? It was in upstate New York, and I told this story before where the fucking, I had the dream, and it was like a, d- a demon, same kind of thing. Fucking black claws, all naked, like serpenty skin, red, like with scales, and fucking really scary devil face, and he flipped me on my back and carved pentagrams into my thighs with his fingernail, his big black fingernail. Bro, I'm not, I'm not saying anything, but if more than one person's having these kinds of dreams, I really do think that... These things exist, and uh, Lord protect us. Um, okay, so she's. this is from Hannah Black on Instagram. She says, Hi, Brittany. Before I start, I need to explain that I'm the type of person called Faye. I can have supernatural senses and psychic tendencies, for example, knowing when something will happen before it occurs. I've seen a few ghosts in my time, but here are two of my experiences. Wow. Fae. She said that's a type of person called a fae. I've never heard of that. Interesting. F-E-Y, if you want to look up fae. She said, the first time I saw a ghost and fully remember what happened, I was young, around seven or eight years old. I was full, I was really cold, and before I went to bed, my dad gave me some medicine. When I went to bed, I dreamt about a shadow figure that resembled a Victorian-looking man, though it didn't have many features as it was a shadow. It was one of the creepiest dreams that I've ever had. In the middle of dreaming, I felt a hand on my arm, so I woke up and suddenly, standing over my bed, was the shadow figure that I saw in my dream, and I would shit myself. I was paralyzed with fear and couldn't move. He was just staring at me, and as soon as I came around a bit, I quickly turned on my bedside light, and it disappeared. The most recent time I saw a ghost was last Christmas. We decided to go to a cabin about two hours away from where we lived. As it gets dark quickly that time of year, we set off from school early, and my dad was driving in the dark. We had to drive through a forest to get to the cabin, and directly standing in front of the car was a man in yet another suit. Why do all the ghost dudes wear suits? I know, like, where's the ghost wearing FUBU? Like, you know there's got to be one. Anyways, for my second, my, anyways, for a second, my heart stopped, and I was convinced we were going to run him over, but we ran straight through him. I turned a pale shade, and my mom asked what was wrong. I told her that I saw a guy in the road, and she said no one else saw it. But they all felt a chill the moment we drew, we drove through it. Wow, Hannah Black, that's intense. I'd have been like, don't run over that guy. Fuck. It is weird, the cold thing. The ghosts are always cold. Is that because they have no circulation because they're not here anymore? Is that like a whole interesting thing? I don't know. I don't know what that's about. But yeah, ghosts always feel like the chills. It's scary, right? I tend to think that I have like not supernatural abilities, but I'm very intuitive. I can kind of look at someone and tell what they're thinking or pick it up right away. And I'm super sensitive, but... Sometimes I always felt like, oh, maybe I'm just paranoid thinking they think certain things and then I'll find out things later and be like, wow, I was totally right. They did think that or 
wow, that person really was cheating on me or wow, that guy did like me or wow, that guy did think I was an idiot. <laughs> You'll just find out. You find out later. It's very interesting. Okay. Next one. So this is from Rocket Queen on Instagram. She says, spooky story for podcast. Hey, Brittany, I'm going to first say that I'm a big fan and I love your podcast. Well, thanks, girlfriend. She said, I woke up late one night and I saw a black po- a, a black figure standing at the door of my room. Y'all, I would shit my pants. So many of you being like, I saw a dude in a suit. I saw a black figure. Bro, I wouldn't even be here right now doing this podcast if I saw any of that. Like, I, my heart would literally stop. So props to you guys for not dying. Anyway, she says, I woke up late at night and saw a black figure standing at the door in my room. I was looking at it for about five minutes, and then the figure started walking through my room. It walked up to my electric drum kit and started touching the hi-hat. It was looking at the pictures on my wall and even my, my drawings. It then looked at me, and I almost had a complete heart attack. I hid under the covers and somehow slept all through the night. The next day, the hi-hat wasn't working. Sometimes I see this figure in my dreams. The most strange thing is that my friends started seeing this thing too. What the fuck? Y'all need to get some ring cameras in your rooms. You know what I'm saying? Some nest cameras, bro. It's like $10.99 a month. You're about to get all this ghost footage on camera. You're about to be the first person that gets a real ghost on camera. I mean, although I have gotten some ghost pictures from you guys that look super real, and I totally believe you, and I totally believe in ghosts, and if you don't believe in ghosts, that's totally fine, but I believe in ghosts, so if you want to keep listening, please do. Gotta drink my kombucha. Gotta stay hydrated for you guys. Okay, so that's really creepy, and the shadow figures thing is really weird, and I wonder if anyone's seen any modern ghosts. That would be really interesting. This is from Alexis Monreal on Instagram. She says, I was sleeping over at my friend's house in fourth or fifth grade. We were wide awake watching TV in her living room at about 1 a.m. Out of nowhere, the kitchen sink turned fully on, full blast in the kitchen behind us. Not a trickle, not a leak, not a few drops, but full blast. The whole ass sink handle was lifted all the way up, and no one was in the kitchen for hours. The only people in the house were her parents who were upstairs sleep and us in the living room bruh we may have been young but i can tell you we did not imagine that to this day we've not been able to come up with a reasonable explanation as to how that could have happened unless it was something supernatural that caused it let me know if you have any theories i'd love to hear you hear them give me closure alexis i mean the only other thing i would think is if they had a cat and the cat maybe hit it because i know some people's cats can like turn on water and drink from the tap and stuff like that but If she didn't have a cat, then, you know, that's some supernatural shit. And you know what's really weird about the supernatural stuff is that it happens when you're not even paying attention. That's, like, what happened to me, and I've told this story a thousand times. Sorry if I'm repeating myself, but when the door shut in my house right in front of me that I was just looking at it and there was no one else home, no windows were open, no gust of wind, like, and it wasn't a heavy door that would just shut, it happened when I wasn't even thinking about anything. It just happened, and all of a sudden I was like, huh, And your brain takes a moment to process. And the first thing your brain does is try to rationalize and go, oh, it was this or it was that. And then once you find out that all those things, it was none of those things, you go, oh, gosh. Wow, it was none of those things. I don't know. I think shit's going to get weird when we die. We're going to, so many answers. I mean, we only use, what, like 5% of our brains? Like, that's kind of scary, you know, to think about all the brain. If we had more brain power, 
and were able to utilize our entire brains, we'd probably know the answers to everything. (sighs) We're getting closer and closer. It's all energy. Energy doesn't die. So when you die, you don't technically die. Your consciousness, they say, is about like a five watt percent of energy, I read. So that whole you feeling, your ego, you, me, you know, that's like a five watt feeling of consciousness. And so when you die, all that other energy has to go somewhere. Your soul, it doesn't die with your body. And I wonder if we're like all existing, like our spirits on another realm and maybe they're here or maybe they're like on a different plane. I saw a theory on TikTok, which is kind of interesting and it's on TikTok. So I don't know how credible that is, but the theory was that you die and then your spirit enters another plane and the plane is you get three choices. You can either be reincarnated. You can either go to be a spirit guide and help guide other people in your family or friends or loved ones cross over, or you can pick a new soul or sorry, not pick a new soul, but pick a new vessel, go back into earth, do it all over again. And that's kind of an interesting concept. And then once you decide that's where you go and it's just like a thing, um, so it's all kind of like cyclical and you know, what's really strange. And I know this is going to sound really weird and I don't know if anyone else has had this experience, but do you ever feel like when I was younger, I used to be able to paint really, really well. Like I, I was a great painter. I'm not so much a great painter anymore, but at one point I was painting shit. And I remember when I was painting, I would like kind of go into a trance and I would be doing these paintings and they were ex- really great paintings. And I can't even do the painting style like that anymore. And I would kind of go into a trance and I felt like not in control of my body. And I would think sometimes that like maybe I'd lived another life somewhere else where I was an amazing painter and this ability was just coming back and living through me. And I was just doing it because I would not really be aware that I was painting. I would just sit there and listen to music and I would paint and I didn't really feel like it was me painting. And then I would be done. And I remember I would look at my paintings and be like, whoa, I did that. That's incredible. And I used to also have a really amazing singing voice. Like when I was really young, I remember my chorus teacher told my parents, she had called my parents and was like, you have to do something with this girl. Her voice is amazing. I mean, I used to sing like Mariah Carey and Celine Dion when I was just like a little girl. My voice was just such a, like a woman's voice when I was so little. And my parents sent me to the Conservatory of Music in Doylestown and I sang and I did all this stuff, but I lived in Pennsylvania. And so like my parents weren't like going to try to like really do anything with me. They were just like, yeah, whatever. And plus they were getting divorced. So it was like, who cares if Britney can sing well, like I'm leaving you. I hate you. So that's how they were dealing with that. Um, and then it's like almost like my gifts because I didn't use them or I didn't really hone in on them. They went away. And so sometimes, and I know this is going to sound crazy, so don't judge me. Sometimes I think that maybe our talents from past lives or people that we were in past lives enter our bodies. They come forward and they're like, okay, we can do this. And then if you don't really hone in on it or really do it, then they take it away and it goes somewhere else or goes into somebody else. I don't know. That sounds fucking weird, right? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just guessing here. So who knows? Like I just remember that when I would sing or when I would paint or when I would do these things, I wouldn't feel like it was me doing it. I felt like it was like someone else. And I remember people being blown away like, wow. And, and then it all just kind of went away, which is interesting. So I don't know. Weird, right? Okay. So back to the, back to the podcast. (laughs) Actually, let's take a quick break. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back and just think about all that stuff. And if you have any opinions on it, please leave it in the comments below because I love hearing your guys' opinions. Even if you think I'm a fucking psycho, write it. Be like, you know what? You're a fucking psycho and what you're saying makes no sense. I love hearing that. So 
Go ahead and put that down there if you want to. Uh, we'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, I'm Nolan Sykes, a host of Past Gas, the number one automotive podcast in the world. Every week, my co-hosts, James Pumphrey, Joe Weber, and I bring you some of our favorite stories from the hollowed halls of car history. From the amazing to the weird to the utterly unforgettable moments, we cover it all. Join us as we take a look at the wild stories and larger-than-life characters behind legendary cars and car makers. So if you love cars or just like a good story, check out Past Gas by Donut Media, the number one automotive podcast in the world. Okay, we're back. We're back, we're back, we're back. This comes from Kristen Smith uh, on Instagram, and she says, okay, so I have a weird-ass ghost story. Five years ago, me and my friend and my cousin were staying at my grandma's house. We were home alone, and Dakota, my cousin, had a fantastic idea to ride down the staircase on a mattress. So Ashley, who is my friend, and Dakota and I got the mattress at the top of the steps. Keep in mind that my grandma just painted the walls at the staircase a day before. We all piled onto the mattress and went down, scraping some of the paint off the wall in the process. When we got to the bottom of the stairs, we heard an old lady's voice scream, Hey! This really freaked us out because my grandma was gone. My cousin, being the brave boy that he was, raced out of the house and down the road and left me and my cousin Ashley there by ourselves. We soon went to the porch and stayed out there and waited for my grandma to get back. She says, part two, me and Ashley are talking about what happened on the porch. We came to the conclusion that we thought the voice belonged to my great-grandma, Lily May, since the voice itself sounded a lot like her. 
She died many years back when I was a little girl, so I don't remember much of her. She wasn't extremely she was extremely protective of that house and constantly kept it cleaned and organized. And she must have got pretty heated that we disrespected the house and messed up a brand new paint job. Me and Ashley finally went back into the house with a lot of fear in our minds. We went in the living room, and it was a mess. There were magazines and little candies my grandma kept in a bowl scattered across the floor. It was as if she was mocking us and punishing us by making up us clean up her mess. To this day, every mess I made in that house, I cleaned it up immediately. Whoa. Did you guys just see that weird? As I was just reading that, I felt like a gust of wind. I know the air conditioning's on in here, but why all of a sudden like a gust of wind? That was really weird. There's not any doors or anything open. I don't know. Did you guys see that? weird shit happens when I talk about this stuff. Plus someone did die in our house, this house that I'm in right now doing this podcast. So it's very, not just someone, Tommy's mom, which is really sad. She's beautiful. Um, so a little freaked out. Um, okay. So yeah, that's really scary. That's the kind of thing you're not expecting it. They're just riding down the mattress and they heard, Hey, an old lady say that. And then you think, Oh, it's my grandma. And then you're like, Oh wait, my grandma's at the store. And then it's really freaky. See, that's what I mean. Like you don't think, you try to rationalize it. Anyway, there's no rational explanation. And I know people don't believe in ghosts. You know what? That's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. I don't even know if we, I don't know if the word ghost is even appropriate. It might just be like us in another realm kind of crossing over, speaking through. I also read the theory that there is a version of us existing on another plane, doing, living their own life somewhere on another plane as we're existing. Like there's several versions of us in different galaxies and whatnot. And that's the weird thing to think about. Okay. Cause the universe is huge, right? And we're here on earth right now, but there could be like a thousand more earths. There's so many universes. I mean, this is just our universe. There's the, the universe is in is infinite. So who knows what the fuck is out there? I mean, the fact they even say like aliens aren't real is bananas because that's just being like, we're not real. Are we real? <laughs> I just get so psycho. Everyone's like, I don't even know if I can listen to this podcast anymore. I don't, I don't know what she was even thinking. I don't even know what I'm thinking. Sometimes I wonder if we're real. Sometimes I wonder if I'm going to die and then I'm going to wake up and it was being like some bo- little boy like playing with my nipples in a video game. You know, that could be weird. This was just all really fun for him. <sighs> or maybe this is all just my reality and everything around me is what I've manifested. Maybe I'm in a coma somewhere. Am I getting too weird? That's what we do here on Worst First. We think of all the worst possible shit. Okay, this is from Willow797980 on Instagram. She says, true ghost story. Oh, and hi, and you're amazing. Oh, thanks. What's up? In 2012, my husband was out of town for work. Our two cats and our Doberman were home with me. We had just moved into our rental two months prior. One night at 3.11 a.m., my Doberman began to growl like I haven't ever heard her do. I asked her what was wrong, and she and and she looked and she looked slowly over me. She began to expand her shoulders, and the drool fell out of her mouth. Again, I was dead asleep, not understanding what was happening in that moment. I noticed she was looking down the hallway towards the back door. Our two cats ran into the living room underneath the furniture. I said, "Okay, enough of this shit," and I woke myself up. Alexis, our sweet Dobie, walked in front of me, barking very strangely. We stood in the doorway, and at the end of the hall, we both saw a black shadow standing there. I froze. 
She was barking her ass off. The dark apparition stayed there, and then suddenly it moved to the left, going into the wall. I just stood there. My dog was barking and begging me to let her go. Naturally, dog mom kicked in, and I didn't want her to get hurt under any measure. She got away from me and barked into my husband's man cave where the apparition had gone to. I turned on all the lights and said loudly, Please, we are just guests here. We mean you no harm, and I swear on everything holy... Oh, my God. And I swear on everything holy. It did a scream and gone. Ooh, a scream. Ooh. I didn't sleep, but during the day, I didn't sleep until during the day my husband came home. We both experienced much more after that, and I still do. True story. Ooh, something must have happened in that house. That's why it's always good to know the history of a house, you know? Okay, let's see. Okay, this is from Rach on Instagram. She says, hi, Brittany, I have a ghost story that has good comic relief. Ah, here we go, comedic relief, what everybody loves. When I was a senior in high school, I was always the last one to leave the house during the week. Same. My brother started school early, and both my parents had to be at work even before I woke up. This particular morning, I decided to put my uniform on and then take a cup of coffee to the back up with me before starting to touch up my hair and do my makeup. As I'm walking down my stairs, my bathroom light turned on upstairs. I turned around and paused, wondering what happened. Two seconds later, the lights turned back off. I immediately screamed my head off and decided to run through the kitchen, grab my keys, look like shit that day, and go to school an hour early. As I'm running through the kitchen on the long carpet, I felt as if I was getting pulled backwards because the carpet was moving backwards as I was running. So I started to scream even louder. I'm literally in tears as I pick up my keys and go to my car. I speed off to school. I decided to call my parents and inform them of the ghost in our house. Side note, our house was built over an Indian burial ground site. Well, that'll do it. My mom and dad are both extreme skeptics when it comes to ghosts. So my dad said, just relax and get some Starbucks and go to school. I'll check out the house when I get home. And my mother literally goes, shut up. I'm busy. Go to school. Sounds like my mom. She's a nurse, so is my mom, and didn't have time for all that nonsense. But in all seriousness, I was so scared. So I got home from school, and everyone is home at this point. And my brother goes, why were you screaming this morning after I went to the bathroom? And I go, I thought you were a ghost in the house. You were home? And he goes, yeah, I had the day off of school. We were at different high schools, so we didn't always have the same schedule. And then he proceeds to tell me that he thought There was a man attacking me in the house, so when he heard me screaming after he went in the bathroom and he hid there for the rest of the day until my parents got home. And my parents didn't have the courtesy to tell me that he was off, so that's my silly ghost story. (laughs) That's kind of funny. Although her running on the carpet and feeling like she was getting pulled back by something, what the fuck was that then? That would freak me out if I didn't know someone was home and that shit happened, I would call out for someone. Though I'd be like, hello, who's there? And then if they didn't answer, then I would shit my pants and run to Starbucks. But thanks for sharing, Rachie Rach. Okay. Okay, so this person asked me not to use their name. Okay, so it says, yo, I got a ghost story. Yo, I got a motherfucking ghost story. Okay, so... 
I play softball and I travel and shit a lot for the team. So I always be staying in hotels. So me and my friend Lissa were walking through the hotel and we heard somebody knocking on one of the doors while we were walking past. We decided to mess around because we thought maybe it was another team staying there and we were hoping it was a hot guy that we could hang out with for a little bit. Anyways, we're knocking back on the door and back and forth and back and forth and nobody was opening it up. So we figured it wasn't a hot guy at all, but just some little prick messing around with us because they wouldn't open the door or answer any of the questions we were asking. This goes on for like five minutes. We're knocking on the door. They're knocking back. Then we start getting pissed. Then a cleaning lady comes up and gives us a weird look. We didn't understand why, but then she opens up the door and tells us that nobody is staying in that room and to stop fooling around. When I tell you I couldn't breathe, I am not even joking. I needed my my inhaler. We were going to tell the cleaning lady about the knocking, but she was just so mean to us. It wasn't our problem. Whoa. That is freaky. Imagine knocking on a door and then someone knocking back and you're asking questions and they're not answering and you're like, what the fuck? Why is this person not answering? And then the housekeeper comes upstairs and she's like, yo, no one's staying in there. And you're like, what? You fucking kidding? (laughs) That's fucking nuts, dude. I don't know why you don't want me to share your name. It's not like you said you got fucking butt fucked by a ghost or anything. Then this ghost came in my room and fucked me in my ass. I do wonder if ghosts have sex with us, though, because sometimes I do have orgasms in my sleep. I know other people do, too, so don't act like I'm fucking weird, okay? Some made me feel weird. Um, sometimes I have orgasms in my sleep, and I'm like, mm, did I get fucked by a ghost, or am I just fucking having sex in my dreams? Who knows? We'll never know. Okay, this is from Michelle Truillo, 75, on Instagram. She says, hey, Brittany, I have a few ghost stories, but I'll tell you about one from my old apartment. The first night me and my six-year-old son moved in, I put him in his room with his Xbox, and I'm unpacking in the kitchen, and I hear my mom, I hear mom, so I go check on him, and I said, what do you need? He looked at me confused and said, I don't need anything. And then I said, why did you call me? And he said, I didn't. So I walk back to the kitchen and I go and all the cupboards were open. That's weird. I walk back to the kitchen, all the cupboards were open and I was a little confused. I was like, I didn't open all these cupboards. So I just shut them, but kept all the ones open that I needed because I was unpacking dishes. And that was the first sign the place was haunted. So I worked about a half an hour later. So I worked a half an hour and, and then later when my son got off the school bus, I'd have him give me a call when he got into the apartment and wait for me to get home. Well, one day he didn't call me, and I hurried home and found him outside playing on the playground. I said, I told you to call me when you got into the apartment and not play until I got home. And he said, I went in, and all the cupboards were open, and I was scared, so I just came out here to wait for you. So we were we went in together, and there it was. Every other cupboard opened. I was freaked out because I remembered shutting them the night before. I got a bowl out in the morning, but that was it. A few weeks later, I met my two neighbors outside and they said hi and introduced themselves to me. And I asked about what kind of and they asked about what kind of dog I had. And I said, I don't have a dog. And they looked confused and said that they hear a bark at the door every time we go to our apartment. And I said, no, I don't have a dog. And then one of them laughed and they said, don't worry, we won't tell management. I laughed back and offered that for them to even come into our apartment and let them walk through and see that we didn't have a dog. They were both so confused and said that's crazy because they hear a dog bark every time that we walk by your door. 
So now I'm thinking I have the ghost of a dog and a person. I moved out two months and my... I moved out two months into my six-month lease because I was having so many things happen to my son and I, and it was unreal. Wow. That's fucking weird. Why do ghosts always open cabinets? Like, you know what? I'm going to fuck with you. I'm going to open this cabinet. It's like, mm, do better. Like, that's not that great. Do something cooler. Like, while I'm curling my curling, while I'm curling my hair with my curling iron, why don't you help and, like, curl it? <laughs> or, like... <laughs> why don't you make this pillow float up off this chair? Like something really crazy, like opening a cabinet, really? Because like people could think, oh, maybe I opened it, you know? Why don't you do something that you people know they didn't do? I know it takes, I heard it takes ghosts a lot of energy to do stuff, so maybe like that's the easiest thing to open a cabinet. It doesn't take like super bunch of energy. But I don't know, like I feel like if I was a ghost, I'd want to be seen because that way, you could know that ghosts were real. So instead of opening cabinets, why don't you just save up all your energy to be visible for like one second? I don't fucking know. Go right in front of the room camera and be like, ah, ah. snapshot, ghost, boom, real life. People believe in them now. I don't know. That's what I would do, okay? So maybe when I'm a ghost, that's what I'll do if I ever become a ghost. I have like a weird feeling at some point people aren't going to ever die. They're going to figure out a way, like some black mirror shit. They're going to figure out a way to upload our consciousness to like a iCloud. <laughs> so you can never, you never have to die. And then we just like when our physical body dies, we live in a computer and we can talk to people and interact with them from a computer. And I have a weird feeling that that's going to happen. Mark my words. Hopefully in my lifetime, but probably not. <clears throat> Let's be real. But bring me back if you find this video, guys. I'd love to come back if I'm not here anymore. All right, let's see. This is from, wow, even his name is scary. Samuel McLurkin. He's lurking. McLurkin. He said, so my friend lives on an old Indian burial ground, Angel Mounds in Newburgh, Indiana, and I have four different stories from there. When I first met him, I was a complete non-believer. I know a lot of those. I can't help but believe now. This house is old, like 1980s old. Hey, I was born in 86. Oh, I'm sorry. He says 1890s. I read that wrong. He says like 1890s old. We were down in his basement on the couch with a wall directly at our back and his pit bull mix just at our feet watching TV. All of a sudden the TV turns off and PlayStation turns on. We begin talking about it as I was still half skeptical on the whole ghost thing. I told them that if it was really a ghost, he would have done something to make his dog react because animals are more sensitive. Not five seconds later, there was five hard knocks coming from the wall behind us. His dog jumped up and was staring right through us at the wall. I got chills just typing this out. There was nothing behind us, no rooms, nothing but 10 feet of dirt. I ran out of that house and didn't go back for months. Da -da -da. PlayStation. Okay. This is from Trippy Ness on Instagram. She says, one night around midnight, my entire house was woken up by a demonic scream. Oof. She said, imagine a guttural, deep-ass growl. It was so loud and close by that I woke up from a dead sleep, screaming in fear. You know, just like in the movies when someone jumps up in bed after a nightmare, only it wasn't a nightmare. It came from inside the house, in the hallway, 
I wondered if I was just hearing things until everyone came out of their rooms to confirm everyone else heard the same thing that I did. Our housing development is no more than 20 years old. A while back, a construction crew discovered the bodies of several women who were murdered in the mid-90s. Is it possible our entire neighborhood is haunted? I think so. It was the most terrified I'd been in my own home. We've also caught shit on camera, like heavy things moving on their own. Ooh, trippiness. Send that shit in, girlfriend. I want to see that. I will share. I will share it on YouTube for you. I'm telling you, unrested spirits, man. Mm, no. Tommy, when he lived in Malibu, in the house where that little boy drowned, God rest his soul, which is really sad, he said that when he bought that house and they built it, the builders told them that it was an Indian burial ground and he chose to build on it anyway. And a lot of bad stuff happened in that house. He said his life went when he moved into that house. So I believe it. I believe it. Okay. This is from Samara Harrison. She says, I have one hell of a ghost story. This motherfucking ghost was imitating me. Anyway, everything starts back about three years ago when I first started attending college. It was pretty typical ghost shit. The first stuff being was the first things were stuff being moved about and lights turning on and off. But I still wanted to write that off as science. So I stopped writing it off when I woke up one night to my roommate playing in my hair. I was like, bitch, why are you playing in my hair? It's the middle of the night. But then I hear my roommate's voice on the other side of the room, confused as to why I accused her of playing with my hair. Terrified, I turn on the lamp and see she's on the other side of the room. But that wasn't even the scary part. The truly horrifying part was the shadow man I saw behind her. So I tell her not to turn around, but my roommate does anyway and starts screaming. At this point, we're both freaking out and run into the hallway. Let me remind you, this is 3 a.m. in the hall. I turn to her and she asks, you saw it too? Which freaks me out because it confirmed we both saw the same thing. Flash forward a few months later, I moved out of the dorm into an apartment, so I thought I was going to be safe from hauntings. No, ma'am, I was not. This time, things were actually being thrown off the counter in front of my own eyes. I decided to ignore it until my new roommate in the apartment asked me why I've been waking her up in the middle of the night or just whispering to her. I definitely didn't do that, so I was like, what? But what really threw me through a loop was when one of my close guy friends came to visit me at the apartment and told me he saw me earlier that day in San Antonio buying Panda Express. I can't drive to San Antonio. It's a good hour away from me, so I definitely didn't casually stop by his store. I didn't even know where he worked. I was like, dude, I definitely didn't stop by, and he started laughing, saying that he saw me wearing the exact same outfit and that I was in his store. That put chills down my spine. This was one of the three times he saw this other me. He's one of two people other than myself that saw this doppelganger and one of five of my friends that swear they've heard me whispering to them in their sleep. There's no happy ending to this story. I'm still being haunted, so yikes. Yikes. I do think some people are haunted. I don't think, I think some places are also haunted, but I also do think that these spirits attach themselves to people for whatever reason. I also think the more open you are to it, the more they know that, and so they fucking, they're like, geek. They just hook onto you and they're like, this person will believe me. And the more you believe in it, the more it happens. Just like life, when you manifest things or the more you believe things, good or bad, about yourself, the more likely they are to come true. That's why whenever you have a negative thought, the most important thing to do is to stop yourself and go, no, bitch, 
That's not what I'm going to think. I'm going to turn that around. I'm going to think positive and the, I'm going to think of the good thing that's going to happen instead of the bad thing. Because if you think about bad things too much, you'll subconsciously take steps in your life to make those bad things happen. If you think about good things enough, you will also subconsciously take steps in your life to make those good things happen. So there's that. This is from Jazz Mind the Vid, Jazz Mind Vid on Instagram. And she says, quick ghost story. So this is my dad's experience. He was about 18 years old living in Mexico at the time. He always had to walk home from school at night. He was walking down this long, dark road that he usually goes down. One night, way far down the road, he could see a lady in a white dress. He blinks, and the next thing he sees is the lady right up in his face. Holy fucking shit. He's frozen with fear, and with his next blink, she was gone. He stood there for a while and then just started running home. Never again did he take that road home. She said, by the way, I love you, bitch. You're so fucking funny. I relate to all the crazy anxiety you deal with. Anxiety gang gang. Your podcast talking about anxiety with one of your guests, totally forgot her name, made me actually go seek some help. Hell yeah. Made me realize that we're all just a tad fucked up. You're the shit. Keep doing you. Aw. Thanks, queen. Shout out to you, Jazz Mind Vid. Um, yeah, anxiety fucking sucks, dude. But sometimes I think that people that are super susceptible or like a little bit in touch with the other side have anxiety because we're our souls are so conscious of us being trapped in our body and that makes us like hyper vigilant another weird theory that i have go ahead guys just list all my weird theories below um i think that a little bit too okay this is from rebel girl 13 she said i have a terrifying ghost story so i'm gonna send it little by little I'm going to tell you something that happened to me about a year ago. I've always believed in bad spirits and ghosts, but never had any encounters until this experience. To be honest, it scares the shit out of me writing this because if I've talked about it, as I've talked about it, things happen. Here it goes. She says, so I've been with my boyfriend who actually hung out with Tommy back in the day. I'll send a pic, LOL. When they, when we first started dating, my boyfriend would make little comments when we would watch scary demonic movies like, you know this stuff is real, right? Come to find out, he's always had this dark entity follow him since he was little. I asked him why, and he said he didn't know, but it's a dark figure that he can see. It's even tried to pull him off the bed one time, and it always gets more intense if he's going through a hard time. So one night, him and I were up super late and on the couch in our living room. We decided to just fall asleep. Mind you, we, were, we live in an apartment, so our kitchen is behind us. He says to me suddenly, I need you to pretend like you're sleeping right now and close your eyes because he's here. My heart started, oh my God, I would fucking shit my pants. My heart started racing and I panicked and said, baby, come on, please stop. He said, you don't believe me. Keep, he said, you don't believe me. Keep in mind, he's right next to me on my couch. My boyfriend says that this thing doesn't like light. So he asked out loud, hey, what would happen if I turned on the light? I kid you not, shit flew off the table far from us and hit the front of our door. I'm trembling at this point, so I start praying. I'm not a religious person either, but once in a while, I'll break out the old Catholic prayer from childhood. My boyfriend tells me to stop or else it will fuck with me and pull me off the couch. I fall asleep after having a couple drinks that night. And she said, and she says, I wasn't out of my mind drunk or anything. I go to our kitchen and the shit and shit had flown everywhere from the thing that flew and hit the door. 
There was even a cap to my perfume bottle that had flown inside my purse. I felt a chill down my spine and also noticed an angel prayer card from my friend's grandma's funeral that was taken out as well and thrown from my purse. That sent a dark message to me. I could not be in our apartment the whole next day and was scared out of my mind. I felt crazy and for sure that no one would ever believe me. My girlfriend happens to call me and asks if I'm okay because she had a demonic dream about me and was worried. I freaked out and started crying and told her what happened. She has always been super spiritual and felt things, but for her, even her, she was like, what the fuck? And it gets worse. I know I'm, I know how I'm not in a hospital right now. She says, and it gets worse. I know how am I, oh, she says, and it gets worse. I know how am I not in a hospital right now? She said, the next night I fall asleep on the couch and sure enough, it's, Oh, Tommy just went outside. Give me a heart attack. She says, the next night I fall asleep on the couch again, and sure enough, it starts tapping me on the head aggressively. I can actually feel the fingers, and no, it's not my boyfriend fucking with me because he's sound asleep. From that point on, for about a month, I sleep with my necklace that was my mom's a- that has my mom's ashes in it from when she passed away about six months prior. I feel like she's around me when I wear it, and it makes me feel safe. I tried talking about it with my boyfriend, and he said, He's tired, He's and he says he's tried everything to try to get rid of it, and that if we talk about it, it gives it power. But that doesn't, but it, that it, it doesn't want anything to do with me and just him. His parents were drug addicts, and his dad was absent and a rock star with a bad heroin addiction. I was always curious if there, if there was a deal that had gone wrong. She said, I'm scared at night and I haven't been able to sleep well, especially if I wake up at 3.30. Well, that's the witching hour. I probably sound crazy, but I swear on everything and I know it's the truth that this is the scariest thing I've ever dealt with in my life and I've seen some shit. I'm not a big social media goer, but you'd crack me up. Tell Nina she's the ultimate cutie. Sorry for the poor punctuation. I was writing this shit past. Wow. Bruh. Bruh. Why has it always got to be a dark figure? Why can't it be like a dope angel or something that's like, yo, I just wanted to say what's up and you're killing it. Like, why aren't the angels ever come down and go like, hey, I love you. Like, why has it always got to be like a demon? Such a bummer. I guess the angels are see us later. You know, I'm not like a, I shouldn't say I'm not a religious person because I am a religious person. I do pray every single night. And, um... You know, I feel like the more religious you are and the closer you are to God, not to push God on everyone because I know everyone doesn't believe in God or whatever you believe in, higher power, praying really helps, especially with anxiety and depression, not to push religion on anyone because you don't have to have a specific religion to pray. Praying can just be you sitting there talking to whatever you think is up there if you think anything's up there and uh, or pray to a higher power, even if it's not up, you know, it can really help with everything, so... Even if it's talking to you yourself, that helps too. Um, Okay, so this is from Ashley. She says, hi, Brittany. Here are my two ghost stories. When I was a kid, we lived in this creepy little cottage house. The attic was converted into one massive bedroom that my siblings and I shared. One night when I was about seven, my half-sister was over for the weekend and she had a trundle under my bed. I woke up in the middle of the night and looked across the room where my little brother, who was five at the time, was asleep in his bed. There was a blue-gray figure leaning over him. When I saw it, I gasped and turned around 
I gasped. It turned around and looked at me, and that motherfucker literally had the mouth of a ghost face from the Scream movies. But this was five years before those movies had even come out. Anyway, when I, it looked at me, I leaned down and woke my sister up and told her there's a ghost leaning over Bud. But he had disappeared, and she told me to go back to bed. She had no recollection of the exchange the next morning, and our brother hadn't noticed anything. I never went back to sleep. I was too terrified. In that same house around the same time, I was alone in the living room when my dad was in the backyard working and my mom and little brother were gone. I heard the refrigerator door open and a can open. So I looked around the corner thinking it was my dad getting a beer. But instead of my dad, there was a black shadow figure standing in the kitchen with the door open. I was so scared, I ran out the front door of the house to the back gate and ran to get my dad to have him look in the house. But he couldn't find anything and told me I read too much and my imagination was getting away from me. I hated that house and it was terrifying and only had a swamp cooler. Now it's probably haunted with a ghost and fa- and my family trauma because my parents fought like crazy in that house, those psychotic fucks. I hadn't had a ghost experience since leaving that house 22 years ago. I love your podcast and I love you too, Nina. <laughs> Everyone loves Nina. Nina was so fucking bummed to come home to me today. It made me depressed. Okay, Ashley, thank you so much for sharing that. Fuck. I'm going to reply to her and say... Hi, I shared this on the podcast. Hi, girlfriend. Ashley shared this on the pod. Stay tuned. And if you write to my email address, guys, on my Instagram, my agent usually checks it. But when I when I want stories, I check it. XX, Brittany. Um, and then that way I can read your stories. So when I ask for stories, send the stories to that email okay so let's see go some more ghost stories we got we'll do one more i and you know we'll keep doing these series worst first ghost stories because i'm just so into this stuff and i know you guys are oh there's so many (gasps) ghost story ghost story ghost story ghost story ghost story murdered mother ghost story oh my god there's hundreds you know what we're gonna do this since we're at an hour we're gonna do one more and then i'm gonna read all of these next week Okay, next week we're going to do all ghost stories. I won't waste time talking about anything else. Ooh, this is even creepy. This has a skull in the email. So this comes from Erin C. She said, so I've never actually seen a ghost, and I hope I never fucking do, but I definitely had some weird experiences. Excuse me, I just burped. I've always heard that children are more susceptible to seeing or feeling spirits, and when I was younger, around nine... I'm 31 now. I used to stay the night at my aunt's house over the summer, and she lived in a regular-ass three-bedroom, two-bathroom trailer. She used the bedroom at the end of the hallway to store her tanning bed and her clothes and a spare bed. The room was a mess, but she would always offer to clean it up if I wanted to sleep in there, and I refused every time. I couldn't figure out why, but that room felt so fucking creepy. I mean, there's a fucking tanning bed in it. Fucking, it's a little creepy. That room felt so fucking creepy, and I would get anxious and scared just being at the doorway. Never wanted to go anywhere near it in the daytime. I found out why about five years ago when my dad passed away. I never knew my dad's dad because he died when I was two years old of a drug overdose in that room. My aunt took him in when he was suffering from addiction, and that was his room. When my mom told me this, my jaw dropped, and it all made sense. That kind of that's interesting. When she was little, she didn't ever want to go in that room, and it was her the where the her grandpa passed away. Oof. Another experience I've had was when I was working at Bath and Body Works as a cashier. 
I took the person next in line, and it was a young teenage girl with blue and green hair. I asked her, hi, how are you, blah, 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 and she replies, can I ask you a weird question? And I said, sure, yeah, anything. And she says, have you lost someone in the past three years? And she said, my mind was totally thrown off by that. And I just answered yes, because I'm not prepared for how for this. And she looks at me and says, they just want you to know everything's going to be okay. And in that moment, moment, I knew she was speaking about my dad. Of course, as soon as I got off work, I called my best friends and told them about it. And I realized his birthday was the next day. And it was his third birthday that he had passed. It was just the third birthday he's had since he passed. Ooh. Did you lose someone in the past three years? And it was the anniversary of his third birthday of his death. Oof, Aaron. Scary. Okay, next week I promise I won't do any COVID talk. We will do all ghost stories, okay? We're going to do ghost, worst first ghost stories, the whole podcast. I have a bunch of them. I didn't realize you guys wrote to me so many ghost stories. I have so many ghost stories. You don't have to submit any more ghost stories. I have so many from you guys. And we're going to do all ghost stories next week on worst first so make sure you stay tuned i love all you guys thanks for listening thanks for putting up with me and my weirdness because i'm weird and we're all a little weird right i mean no one's really let's be honest and uh thank you god for letting me make it back safely to uh covid california where i'm gonna stay in my house and do podcasts by myself till the end of time See you next week on Worst First. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.